Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Post Game here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. My name is Chris Williams. Many of you joining us live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you don't already, go to our YouTube page, subscribe. Best place to watch all this content, and we appreciate it. Our live audience continues to grow on all these things, so let's get after it tonight. Rob Gray will be joining me here in a minute. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Carl Auto Group. Iowa State goes on the road tonight in a top-10 showdown against Houston, loses 73-65 to was the final. And, man, I, you know, I, I was really impressed with Iowa State, to be honest. There's a couple moments there where, you know, in the first half, it, it felt like that was going to be a blowout, right? And that was my fear. The closest game Houston has played at home this year was a 15 point win, you know, against Central Florida. So, like, they've they've killed everybody. And Iowa State went toe to toe with them, just beat the crap out of them on the rebounding. Um, you know, they hit some threes. There, there were a lot of positives. Um, but you know, the one thing for Iowa State, if you just look at the anatomy of, of how Iowa State wins games, it's points off turnovers and it's it's forcing turnovers. Houston doesn't turn the ball over very often. It was the points off turnover stat that did Iowa State in tonight, 20 to nine in favor of Houston. And with when you do that with them, though, you're going up against the best half court defense in all of college basketball, Iowa State really played pretty well offensively to get 65 points up against this Houston team, but it just wasn't enough because you didn't force enough turnovers tonight. Um, this game was really even across the board other than that turnover stat. Both teams were right at 42% from the field. Again, Iowa State was awesome on the boards tonight, really competed well. Iowa State hit more threes, uh, but it was the the turnovers and the points off of turnovers. Iowa State just couldn't quite force them tonight. Couldn't score off. They were then and the ones they did get weren't really live ball turnovers. And Houston was able to do so. Iowa State, uh, how many did they end up with tonight? Uh that's why we call it instant reaction. 16 turnovers for Iowa State tonight, which is a high number for that team. Uh, a couple other things as I bring in my main man Rob Gray. 
Iowa State missed front end of a one and one at the end, but was okay. 10 of 15 from the free throw line tonight. Look at the other way where, you know, Houston shot 32 free throws to Iowa State's 15. They were 75%. So that was a big, that was a big stat as well. Again, Houston uh, shed going to the free throw line 13 times and and hitting 12 of them. Certainly a a big number there. Shed was awesome. 26, six and four for the point guard at Houston. Rob Gray, I I thought, listen, uh, I didn't think Iowa State would win tonight. It was kind of like, for me, I just keep it close, keep it respectable. And there were uh, there were like four or five times in that game where I thought Iowa State was going to get blown out and, okay, this won't look that good. And then they just kept playing and kept fighting. I know I'm, I'm a moral victory guy right now, but, again, like I went into the game expecting worse than this. I thought Iowa State played really well. Score 65 points in that arena against that team when you don't when you only get nine points off the turnovers tells me Iowa State's offensive efficiency was really good against that team. In fact, I could make an argument they were better offensively, definitely in the half court than they were in the game that they beat them in Hilton Coliseum. So even in a loss, I think Iowa State takes a step forward as far as what this team can be. What did you think? No, totally agree. I mean, especially when you get down 17 to four, you can't run your offense without turning the ball over. Um, you're down then 19 to six and you chip, you get 19 to eight, you get the big three. I think Curtis Jones got it back to single digits at 19 to 11. He was big tonight. I thought I did three of five from three. Trey King, as an aside, I remember a couple of weeks ago when Trey King had his three point uh, breakthrough game, I was like, I, I think I remember asking you if this is going to become a thing. And he just kind of smirked three for three from the arc. And man, one yeah. of those was high degree of d- difficulty keeping the Cyclones in this game. I mean, losing by single digits at Houston this year is almost a win. And I, I don't, like you said, moral victories you don't take. You want to win the basketball game. But as you also mentioned, you, you out-rebound them not only total rebounds, but on the offensive end. This is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. And in terms of toughness, the Cyclones absolutely matched Houston tonight. Yeah. But um, the free throw disparity, which grew because of late in the game, you're fouling. But um, I think even before that happened, Houston had shot like 12 more free throws than Iowa State. And I know Houston fans were up in arms when it was like 8-1 to one in fouls. In the second half, after a somewhat reverse situation in the first half, um, but again, you shot the three great. You'd made some clutch shots. You made some clutch plays. You lost by eight against the number two team in the country on the road who hadn't lost by less than 15, and they sleepwalked through that game. That was UCF. So, I mean, very encouraging going forward, I would say, for Iowa State. Yeah, tonight was a loss when you're trying to win that Big 12 regular season championship. There's no doubt about that. I think it's a net win when you're looking forward to like what, because that felt like an Elite Eight type game, especially in the second half where it's just, you know, the old cliche of the heavyweight fighters or whatever. That's what the game felt like watching it. You had this great atmosphere. Um, And Iowa State just, again, like I'm telling you guys, I I didn't get to watch the first half great because we had a game watch. Uh, but I'm looking at the numbers. 
that <laughs> might be efficiency other than the the turnovers. Okay, now that's a big deal. But when Iowa State wasn't turning the ball over against that defense in the half court, that's a really good game. Like 50, 53% from three, um, you know, the rebounding stats, you know, you're 42%. That, the amount of possessions to score 65 points against this team is encouraging. It's just the difference in, like, why did Iowa State lose this time and win the last time is because they turned them over so much more in Ames and they got those points off of it. That was the difference. And and this is a net win for me to see this team get, oh, okay, they're down 11. This thing's over. Oh, Gilbert just hits another three. Yeah. And, and, like, you did this tonight and your best player really played one of the worst games of the year and Lipsy going one of eight. Really glad, Rob, that this game is on a Monday and that they get to go until Saturday and rest him. And he he didn't look healthy in the second half. There was that point where he went down. He had that layup early in the second half where it looked like he dinged that shoulder up. He, and he played it. I wouldn't even be surprised if they would consider resting him against West Virginia. I don't know anything. Clearly, we all just watched it. But Taman looked really beat up, I thought, in the second half. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, he played 33 minutes, six turnovers, you know, very uncharacteristic for him. As you said, one of eight had the one shot, but missed the end one. You know, I mean, it just, um, Taman is one of the toughest players on this team. But at some point, you've got to think long term. And you've got to think you can beat West Virginia without him. Um, uh, But again, you don't know. Maybe they manage his minutes, but he was holding his shoulder at one point during the game because we know mm-hmm. he's had the shoulder injury. And, you know, we'll see. But I mean, like you said, I mean, and, and, and to reiterate what I said, I mean, from a toughness standpoint, this team was toe to toe with Houston. And I think that surprised them a little bit. I mean, you know, the, the clutch three-point shooting from, again, Keyshawn, three of four. You know, Kurt, again, three of five. That seems to be where he's been at a lot recently. And Trey Kang, I mean, you've got you've got a lot of guys who are, who are true gamers tonight. And you feel like if you just could have maybe hit a front – I don't know. The front end that Keyshawn missed, not a big deal. You're, you're battling back the whole time. But again, I, to, to, to lose by single digits and put a little bit of fear into that team on their home floor, which no one has come close to doing all season. I, you said an Elite Eight game. I, I told my son after the game, we were watching it together. I, it felt like a Final Four game. Yeah. I mean, just. I was being conservative, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, <laughs> but you're just right. The yeah, the intensity, the great defense. And uh, both teams shot great in the second half, oddly enough, over 50%, both of them. But, um, you know, like you said, the turnovers were just a bit too much. And, and um, you know, you, you take an eight-point loss and you come back and you got a great chance to beat a foundering West Virginia team. And Houston's got to go on the road to Baylor, I think. So you can be evened up again um, rather quickly, potentially. Yeah, Iowa State fans will want to root for BYU tomorrow night. That BYU Baylor game is the eight o'clock on Super Tuesday on ESPN. If you're if you're scoreboard watching there, 
and then you want Baylor, as, as Rob just pointed out, to beat Houston on Saturday. And you're still right in this thing. I mean, that that's the thing. It's like, you, boy, if you win this game, you get so much out of it. You don't really lose much. And I would make the argument that the analytics will probably improve for Iowa State as far as metrics go after tonight. I guarantee you the offensive number will. I don't know where it was exactly, but the offensive number will the computers will like that performance against this Houston defense. A um, couple other things I just kind of wanted to point out. Uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, we talked about toughness. That So Ward plays only 13 minutes tonight, so he's been in foul trouble a lot, right? Yeah. I just It, it just is wild to me that Jones is playing 25 and Ward's playing 13. And that just tells you how far Robert Jones has come. You know, he got a lot of credit after that win against Texas tech and right forty. So helps when King is uh, hitting the threes, like you mentioned, going three of three, five of eight Trey played really well tonight. But um, I, I, I thought that was interesting that Hassan, uh, you know, he did have two fouls, but never really got too much into the game, but it, it just shows you how interchangeable those three guys are, right? Because like, there'll be one game we've seen King go one of nine, and it's like, oh, okay, we need this. I, I, I don't. Again, like I'm, I'm looking at this as a positive. This is a net win tonight for Iowa State. They're going to move up in the analytics. It, it didn't do anything for them again in the Big Twelve Championship race, but there, there's absolutely nothing other than that that will be a negative from this game as far as NCAA tournament, like seeding, none of that will. This is, um, I, I was really impressed. I thought, Rob, 10 minutes into that first half, I thought Iowa State would lose by 20. Yeah. I thought this was BYU all over again. And they had like four points with like eight, eight, 10 minutes into that game and they ended up with 65. Like, I, that's crazy. That shows you how well they played the rest of the way. It's like, yeah, yeah uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too glass half full here. No, I don't think so. I mean, that's a game where you can easily get, I mean, it, it felt early on like the pit game in the first round of the NCAA tournament last year where they just can't hit a shot or they turn it over and but then, to their credit, I mean, you're down 19-6. You get you get, you get a bucket. You get the Kurt Jones three, and then most of the rest of the game, it's it's a it's a single digit game, and they stretch it to eleven a couple times in the second half. But I I want to highlight a stat for Trey King, which is eight rebounds. Oh, great point. Yep, because he was the leading rebounder in the game. Uh, better than Francis was seven. And TJ had talked about how he wants him. It, it, it's probably an unrealistic goal given the, the, everything, but wants Trey King to be the best rebounder in the Big 12. Well, tonight he was the best rebounder against the other best team in the Big 12. And, oh, by the way, hit three threes in three attempts. I mean, that's it, it just a, a – a, I think a huge tip of the cap to him because he, I think he's one of those guys that's, you know, he's showing stuff at Eastern Kentucky, but that's against completely different competition. He was not hitting threes early in the season and, uh, or very few percentage wise. And now, now here he is a guy who can really be a difference maker for you there. 
and on the toughness standpoint at the, uh, you know, rebounding on both ends of the floor. Really happy for him. He, his, his camp always thought that Trey was a shooter in addition to, you know, being the specimen that he is. He's big, great looking arms. You know, he's this big dude. Um, And it, you know the the analysis I would give on Trey is that his his release is is just slower, and it's harder to get those shots. Like so, like what we learned against Kansas is is Iowa State saw that they're going to put a five on him. Okay, so we're going to let Trey shoot, and it's like if he can get those off, he is a good shooter. Yep, it gets difficult for him when you're playing a lot of these Big Twelve teams where you've got some of these you know six ten stretch fours that are. You just don't have time to get it off. And he, I was really happy for him tonight because he, he, again, his people will tell you he's this really good three point shooter. And we're starting to see that in these, in these really big games for Iowa State. That's a guy who's worked really hard to, to get to this point. You know, the last thing I would say about this basketball game is I just want the rubber match and I hope it's in Kansas City. I hope. These are the one and the two seeds, and because I I just think Kansas may even punt in Kansas City. Like it, I don't think it does Kansas any good to play four games in four days, and um, you know Baylor will be a certainly be a factor down there. But the, the these two teams have put on some highly entertaining basketball games, and I think we're all hoping that we can watch this one up close and personal one more time in Kansas City in a few weeks. No doubt about it. I think you're right. I mean, your latest um, Williams and Bloom podcast, right? Baylor is um, Baylor's scary good right now, and got to watch out for them. But the good thing is, they could equalize things for Iowa State if things go to form midweek. You know, could, could equalize things um, on the weekend. Uh, you know, in terms of the standings with Iowa State and Houston, but. Um, it's too, the teams are so similar, you know, it just, it, they just beat the hell out of each other. They are. And you, 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 it, it's tough to officiate it. And the first half, it felt like, boy, Houston could get away with everything. And Iowa State was getting called for every touch foul. Second half, Houston fans, at one point it was eight to one in fouls, I think. Yeah. In Iowa State's favor. And they must have been apoplectic because what in the world, this doesn't happen in our Jim, right? So, um, great basketball game that Iowa State was able to cut it to three and had a chance to cut it to two if payment had completed an oh. one. I mean, uh, a great basketball game. And, and, and again, as you guys have said before, these are clearly the two best teams in the league right now. Baylor's knocking on the door, but, um, uh, we'll see what happens. But, um, going to be interesting over the last uh, few games in the regular season. Could you imagine had they kept that game buried on ESPNU? Ugh. Like, oh, what a bad move that would have been. That was a that was a fantastic regular season game and I think it bodes well for Iowa State. Real quick, I do want to acknowledge it. Uh, we're not going to get into it here. Uh, the Nate Shieldhouse move that happened today. Um, I have done some reporting for our premium subscribers. If you guys haven't subscribed i would encourage you to go do that didn't see that coming rob i i really didn't um we i did the i emceed the we will thing like a week ago and interviewed yeah. coach and t- spent a lot of time with him but i from what i've gathered 
this was a deal where it's like Sean McVay wants me to come and like learn for, like he's a top five offensive mind yeah. in the world. Yeah. Like what an opportunity for Shieldhouse to go and sit and learn offense from that guy for a year or two. And he'll be a he'll be a head coach in college or an NFL off, offensive coordinator in two years. That's the vibe I get. And I was also told by a source today that he had been offered three offensive coordinator jobs that would have been so I'm assuming these are SEC Big Ten type jobs. Yeah, turned them all down to stay in Ames, and like that, this one was just like, man, like it's like too good of a deal to to pass up to go and learn from a guy like McVay. So I was just got to go find an OC here in the middle of February. But yeah, second year in a row, second year in a row. But I mean, they got Ryan Clanton who called plays for you and I his last season there. Um, You know. Taylor Mauser's been there for a while. They got a lot of guys in house that they can, and and we all know that uh, Matt Campbell does not. Um, how shall I say? Um, um, a, not want to be a part of everything as the head coach of Iowa State's program. Yeah, so that, that there's, is, yeah, you're there, there's, right. there's, there's a lot that they can build off of. But Nate, you know, as Campbell said, was a rising is and was a rising star in the profession and, you know, we get a chance to go to that caliber of team and under that caliber of a head coach who won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I mean, you, you got to take that. So, um, you know, good for Nate, 33 years old and off to the NFL. I mean, uh, you know, not bad. He's, he's yeah, doing okay. That's impressive. For a guy who was, I did a podcast with him last year and he, I think you've written about this too. He was like a youth pastor not that long ago like he when he got out of college like he he wasn't like oh i want to be a coach he was going to be a youth minister and then he decided to give the coaching thing a try and like he's going to be i from what i understand he he's really interested in the nfl route so i mean this guy and for what it's worth i reported this to her i'm 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 not going to say the word certain, but I'm confident that he probably would have been Iowa State's next head coach had Campbell gotten the USC job. Yeah. That's how much people in Ames think of him. So, and that he'd have been like 31 at that time. So, yeah. <laughs> like, this is a, it's a deal where I think it, it sucks, but I also don't think people inside of Ames are shocked because they've seen that talent the whole time. So, anyways. You got to go right. I got to get a bunch of stuff done. We have plenty of time to break that down. We'll keep reporting it on it for you when we get information. Rob, thanks, man. I'll let you go, and then I'll wrap things up, all right? Yep, good to see you, bud. All right, Rob Gray, always better when he can join us and give us his insight. Uh, real quick, it, I have not – okay, they did just update the analytics, and as I thought, Iowa State moved up a spot. I thought they would move up after that loss, and they did. And the offense is into the top 40. I know my computers, folks. I know my computers. That the computers loved seeing Iowa State's efficiency there in the second half against the number one defense in the country. That is not a surprise to me at all. Iowa State goes from nine to eight. So, again, a net win tonight for the Cyclones. Could be worse. All right. Appreciate you all watching. Thanks to our friends Carl Otto Group. And we'll be back. Uh, I'll probably try and do an offensive coordinator podcast of some sort, at least on YouTube or something tomorrow. Appreciate y'all. Take care. 
Iowa State loses tonight in Houston. Good game, though. Thanks to Rob Gray for joining me. Later.